Greetings, friends. My name is Tina Hardy. I am a member of Bluff Park United Methodist Church, and I serve on several local church committees. I also serve as Director of Lay Servant Ministries for the Central District. My passion is encouraging people to find their call to serve God. I'm married to Rick Hardy, and his passion is the Kairos ministry in showing God's love through his call to obedience and service. One of my favorite personal stories comes from a time when my children were in elementary school. Kids can be unkind, and we had an incident that caused a lot of hurt and pain. As we began to discuss what happened, my mama bear instincts wanted revenge. But fortunately, the Holy Spirit overruled and guided me to a more peaceful solution. We decided to do a neighborhood food drive. We passed out the flyers, and then we waited for the day to pick up the food, not knowing if anyone would participate or not. As we drove through the community picking up food that our neighbors had left out, we began to fill up the back of my Suburban. The lesson we all learned is not that the community is given because we already knew that. But we learned that the problems of the world are not about me. Instead, it's about God and serving others. This lesson has been replayed over and over in my life. And now I try to remember, don't let yesterday's problems use up too much of today's promise. Our scripture today is from John 15 verses 26 through 27 and John 16 verses 4 through 16. When the companion comes, whom will I send from the Father? The Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will testify about me. You will testify too because you have been with me from the beginning. I didn't say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I go away to the one who sent me. None of you ask me, where are you going? Yet because I have said these things to you, you are filled with sorrow. I assure you that it is better for you that I go away. If I don't go away, the companion won't come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will show the world it was wrong about sin righteousness, and judgment. He will show the world it was wrong about sin because they don't believe in me. He will show the world it was wrong about righteousness because I am going to the Father and you won't see me anymore. He will show the world it was wrong about judgment because this world's ruler stands condemned. I have much more to say to you but you can't handle it now. However, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you in all truth. He won't speak on His own, but will say whatever He hears and will proclaim to you what is to come. He will glorify Me because He will take what is Mine and proclaim it to you. Everything that the Father has is Mine. That's why I say that the Spirit takes what is mine and will proclaim it to you. 
Soon, you won't be able to see me. Soon after that, you will see me. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of John. It's part of the farewell discourse where Jesus is giving one last explanation to the 11 remaining disciples about the kingdom that he came to earth to establish. This is just before his crucifixion, and the disciples don't understand his message or his ministry. They are worried about what will happen to them. They love Jesus. They have put their hopes in his teachings and his promises. After all, they quit their jobs and left their lives to follow this man. And now he's just going to leave them? Did they join the wrong company? Did they follow the wrong man? Their fears were numerous. And so Jesus continues with the discourse, explaining to them that it is better for them if he goes away. Because if he doesn't go away, the Holy Spirit, their advocate, their helper, their companion, won't be able to come to them. And the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. But he can be everywhere. And he is everywhere. He is not limited to one location or one group. The disciples will no longer have to stay together in one place or come back to where Jesus is to get his teaching and his instruction and his encouragement. In fact, the concept of the Holy Spirit being everywhere at all times may have actually been the inspiration for Zoom and virtual meetings. These meetings that have allowed us to spiritual conference with people all across the globe without ever leaving our homes are somewhat akin to the Holy Spirit being everywhere and filling our every need. And because the Holy Spirit is everywhere, the disciples were able to continue Jesus' work, and they were able to fulfill the Great Commission to make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we, as Christians, that are part of a worldwide denomination, can participate in that process to make disciples for Christ all across the world. Every decision we make that's based on the Holy Spirit's guidance can help fulfill this commission. We also read in this discourse that when He, the Holy Spirit, comes, He will show the world it was wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment because the world, the non-Christians, the non-followers, rejected Jesus Christ and the world rejected Jesus' death as God's victory over sin. And the world rejected the truth that in Christ, evil has been condemned and defeated. But for the believers, the Holy Spirit becomes our conscience and it convicts us of our sins when we follow the ways of the world. He convicts us of our need to be made righteous or to become right through the blood of Christ. And he convicts us 
of the judgment that comes when we turn away from God. And at the same time, this Holy Spirit comforts us when we are persecuted by the world or when we face loss. He gives us hope when life seems too hard or when we don't think we can go on. And he gives us encouragement when we need a little motivation so that we can walk in the light of Jesus Christ and fulfill the Great Commission. So how does the Holy Spirit convict us and keep us from following the ways of the world? How does the Holy Spirit fill our hearts with love and hope and encouragement? D.L. Moody once explained it this way. He held up a glass to a large audience and he asked, how can I get the air out of this glass? A man in the audience suggested that he could suck it out with a pump. But Moody replied, that would create a vacuum and shatter the glass. After numerous other suggestions, Moody smiled and picked up a pitcher of water and filled the glass. There, he said, all the air is now removed. The glass is full. He then went on to explain that victory in the Christian life is not accomplished by sucking out a sin here and there, but it's accomplished by being filled with the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit that wants to comfort us, that wants to be our advocate, that wants to be our companion. And to be filled and remain filled with the Holy Spirit, we have to continually be growing in our faith and in our understanding of our call to serve Christ. We have to refill our glass. And this growth is not accidental. This growth requires intentionality, intentionality in the disciplines of Christian life. These disciplines include study and prayer and worship and community with fellow believers, all the while leaning on the Holy Spirit as our advocate, our helper, and our companion. These Christian disciplines will help us move forward towards sanctification and away from our earthly desires. I think of the song Day by Day from Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, dear Lord, three things I pray to see thee more clearly, to love thee more dearly, to follow thee more nearly, day by day. What disciplines are you following in your daily walk with Christ? What small group are you involved with to help keep you full, to help fill your glass so that you can continue to serve God. How are these disciplines making a difference in how you see the world, in how you treat strangers, in how you love the unlovable? We as leaders in the church need to practice these disciplines and encourage others to grow in their faith. We need to remind them that they need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, 
that they need to be following these disciplines, whether in small groups or large groups or personal study. We need to offer them ways to stay connected and grow. Encourage them to engage in God's work of love and reconciliation and help them understand that we are all a part of the priesthood of believers. It is not just up to the staff of the church. It is up to the laity. But the laity will not be up to this task if they are not filled with the Holy Spirit. God promises us, God promises us over and over that he will never leave or forsake us. He sent the Holy Spirit to be with us at all times and in all places. If we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, to grow us, and to bend us away from the ways of the world, imagine what a wonderful world it would be. Mike Breen put it this way, if you try to build the church, you will rarely get disciples. But if you make disciples, you will always get the church. We are the church. We are making disciples. And we need to follow the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and to help us serve and to help us make disciples. Let us close with a word of prayer. Father God, we come to you this day and lift up our praises for this wonderful world that you have created. We thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, comfort, and support us in our daily walk with you. We ask for your forgiveness when we stray from the path into the ways of the world. Remind us to give up the things that we can't keep so that we can keep the things that we can't give up. And Father, we pray for your blessings and your wisdom on each of us, each and every day. Help us to grow in our faith and in our understanding of our call to serve. Send us into the world to make disciples and help us to focus on what unites people, not what divides them. We pray all of this in your most gracious and heavenly name. Amen.